One thing left to do, win. Come on in, guys. Bring in the boats. Grilled cheese. Pizza under the stars. You gotta dig deep. We're back, and the monster is hungry. Where have you been? Who's starting this off? Hello, everybody. It is uh, Sunday, March 6, 2022, and we are gearing up for season 42 of Survivor uh, that is uh, coming out this Wednesday on Global up here in Canada or on CBS in the States or wherever you maybe get it around the world, uh, however you might consume such things, Paramount Plus perhaps. Wednesday, uh, March 9th will be the premiere. We're here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch, or you might be listening to us on the audio version. Uh, wherever you might be getting this, we welcome you. We're going to be breaking down this entire cast tonight. We are going, we are going to. Uh, well, we've already drafted them, um, and we're going to tell you about each of uh, them in that order. That's basically how we're going. Who, who, what order? Our particular group of eight who draft every year uh, took them in. I'm Dave Mater, joined with my brother Jeff Mater and co-host Jamil Robinson, as mentioned here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Uh, and the monster is hungry. It's Survivor. 18 new players take on the most dangerous version of Survivor ever seen. The most dangerous version ever seen. No. You're not going to beat Survivor Africa. They almost died. Well, next to Africa, the most <laughs> dangerous season we can do legally. Russell right. Swan is like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I almost died. Or where Beast Mode Cowboy yeah, was Beast like, Beast Cowboy is like, his like, eyes were going back in the back of his head or whatever yeah. uh, for that one. Uh, let, let, okay. Let's, let's, uh, well, I want to get into our first pick overall, but let's just like high level, everybody. How are you doing today? How are you doing, Jamil? I'll start with you. I'm doing all right. Pull it for my man, Moose. Over at Big Brother always. Canada 10, you're 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 still feeling your picks because uh, we we had our draft one week ago for Big Brother Canada 10 here on Super Mated Brothers Podcasting. Now we're in Survivor, which is basically like Big Brother on a beach. So right. it's in, in a little bit of faster of a season, but this a, a lot of the similar dynamics. Um, uh, Jamil, how are you feeling about this this uh, wonderful cast of 18 castaways? Are are you excited? Oh uh, sure, yeah. Um, I like um a, a regular um season a, a muggle season uh it doesn't look like there's a bunch of people you know looking to um, start their instagram careers or their only fans they're there to make money and then if they don't they go back to their regular nine to five jobs yeah like i think that's uh, definitely the impression i get from looking at this cast photo is that you know they seem like more average people maybe i'm just going based on looks and not to say any of these people are ugly <laughs> by any means but um they're a little they're, less polished they're, they're not instagram models but like and that's we see that a lot on survivor where they cast a whole cast of instagram models or on any brother for that matter even and even the person who quote-unquote is like the pageant person eh, ain't, ain't you know you know ain't fireworks let's just say ain't fireworks mm -hmm. yeah how many people try to get on this show every year? Like uh, millions, right? That was no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. That's yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the beginning when yeah, when it was like a giant, giant show. But now I would imagine they get you know tens of thousands. You know, 
with year. the Canadian things, probably like you know, multiple tens of thousands now. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, Canadians were never allowed to until uh, up until this past season, right before this. So now we have three Canadian. It was specifically Canadian residents. You could be a Canadian. You just it was all about whether you live in the United States or not. Used to be the right. restriction, and so now there are because uh, one one of the Canadian residents is actually I think American. But uh, we're gonna mm-hmm. get into that uh, all through tonight uh, as we're gonna go through all eighteen house guests. And let's with no further ado, we're gonna jump right in. Let's go number house one. Yes. So the first, our, our draft order is random every time uh, in, in an evening where we have 18 house guests, but eight people drafting. That means that, uh, you know, the people with the top two picks are rewarded at the end where they get a bunch of uh, extra picks. They get t- three people each, uh, whereas every, the other six of us only get two each, just if you want to follow along at home. Okay, so Jamil ended up with the first overall pick. Uh, he he had the pick for days. He didn't immediately use his pick. He studied this cast. He looked at it. He did his research, and yeah. and he and he was like, you know what? This is the man, Jackson Fox, a forty-eight year old from Houston, Texas. Yep, healthcare uh, worker. Healthcare worker. Uh, he describes himself as kind, dedicated, and assertive. Uh, he does not like the unorganized people with no schedule that don't want to, people don't get to the point. They're not messing around with Jackson Fox. Favorite hobbies. Favorite hobbies. Uh, puzzling, weightlifting, dog walking. Mm-hmm. What's puzzling? Doing puzzles. <laughs> okay. I've never heard it described as puzzling. What, what would you right. call it? I like doing puzzles. <laughs> doing, I would call it doing puzzles or solving puzzles. Um, Jeff, what are you, what are your impressions of Jackson? I think he's either going to go out really early or he's going to get in an alliance and kind of ride that alliance. I don't see him navigating this game solo. Uh, yeah, that, that he, makes seems, sense. he seems like he's going to be the grumpy dad to me. Yeah, that's how, yeah. that's kind of my impression too. He's kind of like, you're 48 and you let things bother you this much. I'm not so sure that that's going to work out for he you. runs his own company yeah well that should help him um uh-uh. i think it's a negative because i think he's gonna be used to being the boss well yeah, yeah healthcare worker healthcare worker he healthcare runs his worker. own healthcare company yes well in the states though i mean in the states yeah okay. i don't know about that i just i don't know we'll see i i don't i'm not quite sure what to make of him yet so when he went first i was kind of surprised because like i was probably gonna pick him at the end if he was around but he talks he a lot first. about his about his faith in some in things in his uh, bio he uh in terms of the uh, the survivor player he wants to be most likely he mentions a lane yep. biscuit all the way she was hardworking, confident resilient and played a hell of a mind game you could have risk it for the her. biscuit See, like, see, like when people say, like, I want to play like someone like Elaine, I'm like, so you want to have the same personality as Elaine? Because that's kind of how she was, you know, like it's she kind of rode her personality. And, you know, so I always find that a strange, like, comparison, like, because, like, it, like when you say someone like that, because, like, they're very unique, you know, and like to like be like, I want to play like Rupert. Oh, yeah. How? You know, like. I want to steal things like a pirate. Right. People people don't like, not anymore. People don't think of Rupert like that anymore. People think of him as like a blubbering mess. (laughs) Like Rupert isn't Rupert anymore. 
to how it was. Unless they're like OG Rupert. Like the way I look at at Jackson is Jackson seems physically capable, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. but not in a in um an overwhelming I'm gonna be a comp beast, you know, kind of way. He looks like an anchor. A person who's going to be on the team is going to hold his own, but not going to overwhelm anyone. He's right? a he's the first boot of the game, Jamil. I'm sorry to he, tell you. Sorry, he is not a model. He is not. Uh, he's he's going to be like, like, let's get rid of this guy. He's so bossy around camp. That's mm-hmm. I have I have the same sort of impression that it could go that way, Jamil. I'm surprised you took to him so high. I I, I like that you believe in him, but I'm just I, not. Sure. I absolutely believe in him, and um, we'll see. Um, I think uh, we have our first trans winner right here. Who? Jackson. Jackson's trans? I used to be a girl. <laughs> it says in his bio. What? <laughs> I used to be a girl, period. <laughs> What's something we never would know from looking from oh. you? Oh, I yeah, used yeah. to be a girl. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I some people did not read through the bios. <laughs> I didn't. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I skimmed. I, I skimmed. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a girl. Yeah, I did. I missed that line. It's a short line, but it says a lot. It says a lot. It says so, a lot. I, I think. I think that Jackson. I think Jackson is the complete package going to win. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see. Jackson Fox. All right. So, okay. Ho- hold on. I like, I can understand why you would have that impression, but I'm looking at the other people that would be considered like top tier picks. And I didn't really feel any sort of ways about them that they're going to, to last. They stick out like sore thumbs. And mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't think, I think it's going to be an offbeat winner just like last let's, season. Let's talk about our number two pick okay. then. Okay. Number two overall was Daniel Strunk, uh, a 30-year-old from New Haven, Connecticut, on the Vadi tribe. Uh, we didn't mention Jackson is on the Taku tribe, the Orange tribe. So yep. so here we have Daniel from the Green tribe. I don't know. Is, he, is it better to refer to them by their names or their colors uh, just so we can keep it straight? Um, colors. No one cares about Taki. And, okay. You know, no, no one's saying that. So Jackson on Orange, Daniel on Green. Okay. Yeah. So here we got Daniel. Uh, Daniel is a... Uh, Law clerk, law clerk, originally from Cincinnati, but now in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, he's a movie fanatic, loves Legos. He loves survi- keeping track of things. Keeping track. That's like me. OCD. He, OCD. He, he collects signed pocket U.S. constitutions by like Supreme Court justices. Oh, that whoa. is a that is a new level of nerd. Like he is yeah. a law clerk nerd. Yeah, that's that's like a couple <laughs> steps higher than um collect Starfleet um uniforms. Yes. Well, he, he <laughs> also he, he brags that he has a, an autograph from the former US ambassador to Estonia. Like this is some really specific stuff. Do you have an autograph for the ambassador to Estonia? That is a big gig. I don't think that's going to connect with anyone. I don't think Which you describe know, you Ebulent, ebulent. <laughs> oh, I gotta get my thesaurus, my dictionary out here. Ebulent and driven. Lord, ebulent is uh, cheerful and full of energy. Like, who is one of your heroes and why? George Washington, for being one of the few to ever resist power of that magnitude. Oh, and Rhodey Evans for putting his life on the line to do what was right. 
Um, like he seems like a good guy. Uh, for, you know, his chances here at Survivor, I'm not sure yet, quite frankly. But he seems like somebody worth cheering for because he seems like he's just more a, so than Jackson. <laughs> I think, well, like equal to Jackson. I'm not saying that Jackson's not worthy of cheering on, but he just um, there's something more here with Daniel than I'm maybe clicking with uh, so far. Uh, Daniel to yeah. me seems like he's gonna get frustrated and and just like freak out on his uh his tribe mates. Daniel says that he oh, he's a cancer survivor. Um as well. Uh and he's religious and he collects the constitutions. Um and he says that cancer survivors don't go anything less than full throttle. Yep. And his biggest pet peeve is oatmeal raisin cookies masquerading as chocolate chip cookies. That is nefarious. Both of them are fine. His um, <laughs> who does he play the most like? He put Fabio and obvious winners. He would model his game after Yule and Todd. I don't. I don't. I don't see, see Yule I'm... here um, I, or Todd. I don't, get why, I don't get why I better pick this guy. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is a super uber duper history nerd, so I got to give him that one. But at the same time, he, he's like I you. That's it. That's her type. Yeah, that's why she picked him, I guess. Um, but man, um, I just I don't know. I just don't know if this guy is going to connect. I, I, like, I don't get any like vibe from him. He seems like wallpaper. Well, well, maybe as we go through the other tri the other uh, castaways and we talk about who else is on green and who might be able to work with him or not, maybe we'll get a better sense of it. Because right now we only talked about two. Okay, so number three, I had the third overall pick, and you know you got you got sometimes you got to go for the homers, guys. You got to go for the for the, the the hometown heroes. And being you know Miss Canadian, I chose to take Omar Zahir. Uh, a 31 year old originally from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, now living in Whitby, Ontario, Canada. A uh, little bit about Omar as I just go over to his bio quickly. Um, I'm I'm not a fan <laughs> of this bio. Um, what do you mean? Okay, first of all, let's start with pet peeves. People who complain about the cost of vet care. How many people are doing that? Seriously, very specific. Well, he's a veterinarian. I don't care. Anyway, but it cool. it's expensive, though. He has to realize that. Yeah, he thinks that because you know what? All us Canadians were so used to our our health care up here with OHIP, and then everyone thinks that the animals are in the OHIP, Jeff, but they're not. Yeah, the animals don't pay. Taxes. They don't pay any taxes, so they get nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, rudeness. Like, all right. I, I, he's not the only one, but everybody with their pet peeves. It's like, yeah. It's not, these are not great pet peeves, by the way. Wait, is that everyone's like favorite thing in the world? I love rude people. When people are rude to me, it's just it's the best. Or you're, are you indifferent to rudeness at the best thing? Feeding seeds to parrots. How many? <laughs> I guess like, I guess you're a vet, but Jesus, that's specific. He thinks in vet terms. Jim Grunters. Okay, uh, that one. Joey I can from Friends. You heartless heathen. Well, Joe, of all the characters on Friends, Joey <laughs> Joe is the one that bothers you. He's like the only one that's really funny, other than Chandler. The next okay. one, put the, the next, next one's the best. The fact that mini wheats have gelatin. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, can't you eat something else that's like 
Well, he, does he eat mini weights? He I loves mini weights, but his pet peeve is that they have gelatin in them, Jeff. Which you can't probably and, eat. Yeah, and there, there's probably some kind of battle with him and gelatin. It's it's tough. When people when... talk bad about pigeons, <laughs> what? <laughs> who's like? Who's like? Who is he meeting at the like the office? And, you know, even if he's a vet, and goes, man, these pigeons, they're. They're being pigeony all over this park, yep. and I can't have it anymore. Well, you know, some, be- some people call them like the rats of the sky or whatever. You know, like they're kind of like gross, and people like disparage them, especially in, you know in urban environments. So he's he, you know he's standing up for the pigeons, right? And then he follows all of that up <laughs> with institutional racism. <laughs> well, above all things, institutional okay. he racism. He did not say above all things. Well, he <laughs> did. But he, he's like last but not least. Joey for friends is a worse pet peeve than institutional. <laughs> so racism. oddly specific. So oddly <laughs> so specific. Just, you think it would just be the show Friends, but no, it's Joey. So he's he's an odd one, Dave. What made you pick this guy? If this guy was from Washington, like Seattle, Washington, would you have picked him? Be honest. Um, I think so. I like this no. guy. Uh, he's a good guy. He's. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, uh um, what do you like settlers of Catan? Never played it. He never played it. Look at him. <laughs> okay, no. Do you know what he was saying? Okay, he he loves Rob's sister Nino and his strategic prowess. He uh, understood the power dynamics, so he's a fan of Rob has a podcast, and I think that that knowledge alone gives him high potential to do well in this game. Okay, so they asked him what is. What accomplishments he's most proud of. He's most proud of setting my mind to becoming an exotic animal specialist from undergrad. Is he like Tiger King? Okay. No, he's it, like a, a real vet. It is. A, yeah, it, it is more difficult to get into vet school than med school in Canada. And the avian exotics residency has the lowest admission rate of any specialty, three to five percent. I'm also proud of maintaining my Muslim values while living in a Western world. Abstaining from alcohol, pork, and premarital sex. Oh my god, that is very religious. Okay. Uh, no matter how hard it may be, I'm also proud of the resilience I didn't know I had within me to deal with my father's death in 2017. Okay. Look, get to the part where he says, why do you believe you can be the sole survivor? Okay. What? Uh, yeah. So, why do you believe you can be the sole survivor? He says, quote, they must adapt or they'll be voted out of the game. End quote, which is probed. A statement that has not changed. You can look to nature and Darwin's theory of evolution and see how the fittest survive, but the fittest may not be the, the lion in every situation. My ability to adapt, connect with others, understanding strategy and how to manipulate numbers, and most importantly, social awareness of my of myself and others are the key ingredients to success. I'm not going to leave everything to starve on an island to let someone else win. I am playing for me and my family. Call him the evolution. He's the evolution of survivor right here. Omar Sahir. Watch out. He is the Darwin. I'm not impressed. Oh my God. Jimmy, are you impressed? No, I know. <laughs> who who does he play like most? Rob Cicinino's strategic prowess. He wants to have um, he wants to uh, was it um, Siri? Her sit, wait, and strike strategy is savage. Tyson, Tyson Sass, Sass, and no, like <laughs> what was that? What was that comment? 
it was about somebody else's pick and is actually our is our next pick in the draft so it's a good segue so the comment here was chanel howell is the winner pick for dm rocks and jenny being the their runner-up pick uh so let's actually let's that's a good segue because chanel is our next overall pick yes uh, let's move on from this this guy who's not obviously omar is going to win this game he's not going to win just just so you know but you i don't know. even think he's going to sniff jury Maybe it will be Chanel. Sean's pick, our friend Sean, who uh, Chanel is a 29-year-old from New York City uh, on the Green Tribe as well. So she's on there with Daniel. Uh, Omar on the Orange Tribe, if we didn't mention that yet, uh, on there with Jackson. So Omar, and do you think Omar, Omar and Jackson can work together? No. No, <laughs> no. not working together. Jackson, vote him out yeah. <laughs> immediately. So what do you guys what do you what do you make of uh, Chanel? She's um she's from she lives in New York City but she's from uh, Connecticut it says an executive recruiter mm-hmm. whose hobbies include exploring new countries, trying new cuisines and blogging them about it. Uh describes herself as cunning, competitive and cultured. She hates slow walkers. It's the New York City in her even though she's from she's from Connecticut. But that's near New York City. Once, uh, once you once you live in New York City, you become a New Yorker. You are just you are like assimilated, right? Yes. It's like becoming a Borg. I'm walking here. <laughs> her like a lot of her uh, that her responses are actually quite brief compared to like Omar's. Um, yes, she, she isn't long winded like Omar. Omar, yeah. it, he's he he tries harder. He gives him effort. What he you know that's he's very proud of that. Um, here we got uh, Chanel. I, she says she's a student of the game. She's watched all the seasons. She's studied the greats, knows the nuances. Um, she, uh, The subject matter of Survivor is in her blood. Aside from having the tool belt to win, her motivations are to push through the cold nights and hungry days. I want to show that black and brown girls that this game was made for us, too. Yeah. Um certain things i like about her other things not so much um you know like i don't think she has much to say to say like oh i studied all the greats i've learned the nuances it's kind of like saying like like i want to know like why your personality is good i don't care what you've watched i've watched all that stuff too you know (laughs) i've watched lebron james play most of his career i'm not lebron james (laughs) right 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 (laughs) that's kind of how i feel about those answers so it's like i and i get like maybe you don't want to give too much away in your bio or whatever but at the same time like you got to tell me something about yourself other than like you're a recruiter, like what you do. Um, like Omar, how do you at least do it. it. Uh, yeah. Like, how do you do it? Like, what is your job bringing to this game? What are you bringing to this game? Right. Like, no, th- th- you're talking about theories and like you, who you play the game most like. Kim Spradlin, stop, stop. You're not Kim. Okay, she Kim thinks is she's Kim. Kim. She thinks she might be Kim. <laughs> Kim is Kim, okay? She's there was a lot of Kims, uh, people yes. who said they're Kim, and there hasn't yeah. been another Kim. You're not Kim. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I agree. Like, I think, I'm just, yeah, like, not so sure, like, you know, yeah, which of, like, you've watched all the seasons, and they ask her, like, what's surviving the most like? And she says, like, two sentence, one sentence. Kim's problem. She played the perfect game, so Trish trying to keep that same energy. That's all you have to say? Like, you're, you know... Like I think that's how she's thinking. I think she's thinking in terms of, like, how do you look at that winner? And, you know, and she wants to be a hero on TV. Yeah, Kim um, won because she had energy. So she's just channeling the same energy to win. Right. 
Right. That's not what Kim wanted. <laughs> but, so okay. she's, o- she's over here. She's over here in this green tribe with uh, with Daniel. Uh, maybe we'll have more of a sense of this green tribe near the end. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, who do you, who do we think that Chanel will even work with from that green tribe? Who will be her ride or die, if anybody? Who's on the uh, green tribe with her? Uh, hi. Uh, there's also Jenny. There's Lydia. Uh, Daniel, who we've who was already we talked about a bit a few picks ago, and then Mike yeah. Turner. So not Daniel. <laughs> oh, that's a bad tribe. That tribe's going to get decimated. That's and I don't I, I don't see I don't see like an automatic. I maybe I guess I guess Chanel. I could see Chanel working with Jenny, but like they're not exactly a, like an obvious pairing. So I just I don't see this tribe doing well. Nope. No. This is challenge bad, wise. This will be the bad tribe. I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. But yeah. Good thing I have nobody on this tribe. All right, moving on. Let's move on to pick number five. Jane was trying to take this even before Sean took uh, Chanel, uh, giving it all away. The pick is Drea. As I just try to go. Um, sorry. Drea, Drea, Drea. This is Drea, right? Yeah, this is true. Huh? 35, Drea yeah. Wheeler, 35 years old, lives in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. But I love I really... the sack she's wearing. It's great. Yeah. What what brand of potatoes usually come in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. You're I'm a hater not, on this Andrea. I'm not really? I'm a hater on that dress. Sorry. I don't okay. think it's um a good one to wear out on the island. If that's what she's wearing, that's gonna be a bad like, you know. Well, like this is a full body but... shot. Oh, you're looking at the full shot from her bio. Yeah, so when she's a wet. she's a fitness okay. consultant. Uh, she likes to work out and then what give does that mean? Charity. I have to ask Dave. What does that mean? Fitness consultant? Is that like a trainer? Yes. Um, she probably you. She's probably higher than the trainer. She's probably like you sits down and signs people up to the the um, the gym. Okay. So not necessarily a personal trainer, but like a person who will like, you know, works at the gym, signs people up in the offices, mm-hmm. and uh, she gets free use of the gym. She was okay. an all-American track runner. Okay, that'll help in certain challenges. Nothing, uh, nothing, nothing. I have post-merge, but is it, she, she's originally from San Antonio, Texas, but she lives in, in Montreal now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to know that story. Uh, she ended up there. Um, her, her pet peeve, guys, dishonest people. <laughs> Perfect game for it. Perfect. Wait, who yeah. likes dishonest people? Who 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 is that not a pet peeve for? Yeah, and like <laughs> Russell Hans. Russell Hans, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, and you're playing a game like that's all about dishonesty. It's nothing mm-hmm. about it, you know. So it's yeah, it's strange that so many people are saying the same thing. Like I don't like when people lie. It's like okay, great. <laughs> moving on um okay uh what is something we would never know about you she says i have a fear of death <laughs> Most i come people. off <laughs> right. i come off as super confident and strong which i am but deep down i do fear the end jesus like, like everyone does <laughs> like deep down some more so than others <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna die oh my god <laughs> Like, to somebody like i fear death i <laughs> deep like, down i fear i don't know about you but deep down i fear death yeah like yeah of course you do um but yeah she, she's a runner she she loves to run and 
that's kind of mostly what she talks about in her bio being strong being a competitor uh it looks like she, like her father died um and left her with the kids and her mom was raised her on her own and then she had a kind of a rough go um she's the she compared herself to kelly wentworth kelly wentworth yeah okay sure why not so that means you already know she makes jury what her jury question is going to be <clears throat> pick a number between one and ten now drea is the first member of the blue tribe uh the ica tribe that we are talking about uh right now um so not on with anybody else we've talked about so far but uh, that that tribe does include uh, Zach and Tori and Swati and Romeo and Roxroy. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah the green tribe's going to do bad. That green tribe's going to get decimated. So I think we will be seeing a lot of Drea. At least probably I could see her making the merge just on winning the challenges with her team. Right? If she's that if she's that good of a runner and maybe even a swimmer too, who knows? Yeah. Uh, they could they could do very well in these challenges. Uh, but I, I think that like mostly what I'm getting from her her bio is just like she's she's just like a, a, like a, a competitor and and that kind of player I think can do well in survivor they're just focused if they're not taken out like as soon as in, usually like once you get into the merge like those kinds of people are targeted unless they win out as long as they're not a game bot yeah so we'll see about Drea. Uh, moving on to pick number six, Zach Wurtenberger, a 22-year-old from uh, from Los Angeles, right? No, St. Louis. I'm sorry. St. Louis, Missouri. Oh. Well, that's where he lives. He's from Florida. He's from Florida. I'm just trying to find my picture. Of Z oh, here he is. Zach. Look for that awkward smile. Yeah. I, I like I the like shirt. I like some of his answers too, like this pet peeve. People who don't tip. I used to deliver pizzas, so it's a pretty big deal for me. See, like that. He's twenty-two. He has a, actually a good like answer to that question. Well, he says he's clever. That's one of the three words he uses to describe him, Jeff. My biggest one is like when the bill is nineteen ninety-five and the customer handed me a twenty smiley and said, "Keep the change." Oh, really? I get to keep your nickel. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Thank you so much. Like that, a good answer. I actually, I, you know, like credit where credit is due. Zach was drafted by Jen. Zach is also on the blue tribe with Drea. Um, He'll be fine. He'll be good, yeah. I think. You know, any so, kind of like athletic um, background. It uh, looks like they got. All right, can I suggest one thing? They have to amend one of the questions here. All right, other than your parents, who is your hero and why? Yeah. Should be the question. <laughs> right, because everyone says my parents. Of course. Right. No, someone says um, Elon George Musk. Washington. The one guy said George Washington. We have Elon Musk coming up. Elon Musk too. Yeah. He says that his hero is Ethan Zahn for being the first Jewish person he ever saw on TV. You didn't see Seinfeld? Yeah. Really? There's. <laughs> I already like him already. There's a lack of <laughs> Jewish people on TV. I mean, okay. Um, he must have been pretty young when he watched Survivor Africa too. I mean, he's 22. That was like that came out like 2000. 2001? Like he, would, like he, would, he wasn't even born when that came out, I don't think. So his parents he's, showed him. A, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure. So mm -hmm. he didn't see him on TV. He rewatched it. You know, rewatched like, it. Like, yeah, you can get on Paramount Plus streaming. Okay. Fair enough. Um uh he 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 seems like he's a real like academic, kind of like funny comedy writer kind of guy. Um, he seems like he might be some really good like confessionals. 
I think, and giving us uh, like uh, in, in testimonials. Yeah, there's the two side. of them. There's two comedic uh, folks. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which which player will you be most like? Todd Herzog. He played a brilliant game in China where he controlled every single vote from, from the shadows. So he's getting, from the shadows. We're we're in a period of Survivor now where the tallest tree is the first one cut. Just look at Edge of Extinction's boot order. You need to build a resume, but you can't let anyone realize how extensive your resume is until it's too late. Todd managed to keep his threat level low while subtly manipulating every facet of the game and reeled everything at Final Tribal Council. I'd also love to mix that with Jeremy's meat shield strategy so that I'm never the first one targeted if, I, if things go awry. So maybe we could see uh, Zach working with Drea. Maybe Drea will be his meat shield. Okay. Almost in every single answer that he answered, he mentions how the fact that he works hard. That's a little bit much for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a little like you can say it once, but he said it about four times in his bio. So he wants people to know that he works hard, and and like and then he says at the end here, I work, um, but I will beat them because I worked harder and because I wanted it more. And the same will be true for Survivor. They ask him, what you know, what's something we don't know about you? I work hard. Uh, it's like everything's I work hard. I work hard. I get it because I work hard. Uh, you know, it's just like everyone else was smarter, faster, but I I got it because I wanted it more. It's just like over and over and over. It's like, dude, like we get it. You know, you know when I hear that, I think of like day one when they're building the camp, and he's he's like, I'm doing a great job, and everyone's like, This dude's sucking <laughs> building the camp. Right, right. <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Yeah, everyone hates you, man. Like, that's Just work on the palms. <laughs> Go ahead and work on the palms. We're cutting the tree. Uh, where is Buddy? Uh, oh, here he is. Okay, so let, let's let's talk about our next pick because I think we've had we've said enough. We can hear about Zach. The next one is Mike Turner from the Green Tribe. Uh, Mike is a fifty-eight year old. Uh, he's got to be the oldest person on this cast, right? He is. Yep. Yeah. 58, Mike Turner from the Green Tribe, drafted by Daryl, who's about 58 years old or something yeah, like that. This is if Daryl's like yeah, this is... animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if Daryl was on Survivor, it'd be this guy. If 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 Daryl could play Survivor as an avatar, it would be Mike Turner. <laughs> Mike Turner. He's from Hoboken, New Jersey. What's Mike do for a living? He is a, a, uh, a firefighter. Retired. He was a firefighter. He's a retired firefighter now. Uh and we, uh, Brian Quinn, he works, but he works for New York, right? He works for, or he used to, I guess he probably doesn't anymore, but Staten Island and whatever. But okay, so he's from Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, which is adjacent to New York City. Um, he, he's a he's a gym rat. He likes sports, watching great movies, likes calls himself <laughs> watching great movies. Whenever someone says watching great movies, the first question you have to ask is, so, um, what's your favorite movie? And he'll probably say like, "Yeah, Fast Nine. It was such a great movie." Right. Sure, watch Neighbors Two. <laughs> I love watching great movies, but I hate watching bad movies. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not very specific, is it? Yeah. I like good music, not bad music. I like his pet peeves. His pet peeves are very specific and very very narrow. He goes, "People ripping open cereal boxes and leaving them open." His kids probably do that. Okay, yeah. and people who are late. His kids probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I thought you were three words to describe him. Uh loyal loud fair. Yeah. In that order. 
Uh, he you thinks really- he's fair. He thinks he's Boston Rob. Yes, he's he's Boston Rob mixed with Brad Culpepper. Yeah, yeah. Like, like okay, so this guy's on the Green Tribe with Chanel and Daniel, who we've talked about so far. Um, I, Dash of choice in. <laughs> I can't like Chanel. I don't. I don't see da- Chanel or Daniel clicking with him. Maybe like really. I think he's going to not fit in right away. Like if he can survive a little bit, he'll be okay. But I think he's an easy. Let's get rid of this guy first. Type thing. Uh, let, the only reason to keep him is strength, and he's fifty-eight years old. Look at his hero question. You know what I mean? Oh. He goes, who's your hero and why? Not sure if I have any heroes, but I have people I've looked up to <laughs> and who taught me about life, how to be a father, a hard worker, honest and loyal, like Captain Stanowitz, John O'Brien, Aunt Ruth, and Uncle... Who are... Okay, just people he knows, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have heroes. What? Because he's his own hero, probably. That's, quite- That's a very odd answer to that question. That's basically saying, like, what do you mean? Like, you're talking, I'm a hero. Yeah, you're right, Jamil. Like, you ask me about myself. You're at, like, the top of Olympus. I don't know what who you want me to look up to, but (laughs) is there a mirror that looks down at me because that's who look up to? Lord, I'm sorry. Like, this is what I'm talking about. We're already a couple of people deep in, and I'm like, these people just there's no one that stands out as like a consensus number one pick so therefore i i looked at the person i'm like i think that they have enough tools to be able to get deep into this game right, right. so Let, let's take a I'm little sorry for keep on going back to jackson but like I, I don't see it i don't see what is it. this in the comments yeah somebody's saying hi my name is donna i'm from knoxville tennessee and i have a scoop regarding tina weston from survivor season two australia uh, Tina and Elizabeth Housebook were offered four double stuff Oreos by probes if they would rim Colby. No, that's not right. Uh, Tina said, yeah, this is. No, finish reading it. What? If they if they would rim Colby. Rim? What does that mean, rim? Is that like rim their buttholes? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's where my mind went, but I'm not oh, sure if that's true. Is that, that uh, Sounds about right, because what she's saying about the conservative values here. And then she says, and that is why Elizabeth got casted on The View. That's why? What did Barbara Walters go? Because of double stuff Oreos or because of the rimming? Because of the not the refusing to do the rimming. The refusing to do. And she says, y'all know that. No, I didn't know that. that thank you, Ren. Um, interesting. Who's Roger? Uh, Roger. Oh, there was a, like, that was in Survivor Australia. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. I was like, that was. That was before even uh, what Zach was born. That's yes, the only time I think that is what she means. There's a tongue and a peach, <laughs> and that can only mean one thing. I didn't really. I didn't. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens in Survivor that you never hear it. Like you never really see on the show, and you know. And then when something does happen, like when the creepy guy got kicked off a few seasons ago, you're like, oh, okay. The guy so, who was like the uh, who was Sam Winchester's uh, agent. Yes, him. Sam <laughs> Winchester's uh, agent. Well, Jared, Jared, uh, Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki. Okay. I didn't know he was his agent, um, but that's but, interesting. That's, um, but was, yeah, at least the thing is, like, survivor. I do think lots of stuff, like, you know, kind of occurs that you, know, you never hear about or it comes up way later. Um, 
but uh, you know, so until something does happen and they have to address it, like when, like when Hans got kicked off the show too, and he was going to fight Philip, you know, right? Like, like that was another moment where I'm sure if they could have, they would have resolved that behind, you know, behind the camera, you know, but they didn't. So okay. Jeff, we're, we're at the part in the draft where you were picking. Uh, yes. You got the you had the eighth overall pick and the ninth overall because it was a snake draft. And so, uh, so first you chose Jonathan, Jonathan Young, twenty uh, nine year old from the Gulf Shores of Alabama. Yep, uh, he's a beach guy from the South Shore. Uh, yep, he likes to work out, spearfish, and surf. He's he's kind you know he's interesting. He's um, on the Orange Tribe with Omar, my boy Omar. See, so he says um, three words to describe you: endurance, devoted, and then he fails the test. Mentally strong. That's well, that's four words now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, okay, uh, pet peeve. Uh, where I like this answer actually: wearing shirts, people who bully others, and people who are disrespectful. I I, I just would have stuck with wearing shirts. That's a great pet peeve. It's very um, specific. Wearing shirts is my pet peeve. Why do I gotta wear a shirt? I wanna show off these abs and these pecs, man. Come on. Right. He He's knows who beach, he is. bro. He's on yeah. the breach of Alabama. Like you already know this guy without even hearing him speak once. Um, he what 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 is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Broke the Guinness World Records for most pull ups with a hundred pounds on my back. Okay, that's an accomplishment. I like that. It's okay, it's look at his hero. He threw up the shaka. I bet he went like this. He probably <laughs> did. It's like take a shot every time he does this. Um, <laughs> what is something we would never know from looking at you? He says I can sing an amazing rendition of Little Mermaid's Part of Your World. I okay, so he'll connect with the girls. Um, come on, <laughs> who is your hero and why? He says Lex Luger, he's a man of God, my physical and spiritual now. mentor through some of the hardest times of my life. He, Wait, which you know which him? Lex Luger, narcissist Lex Luger, or the all American hero Lex Luger? You mean the Lex, does he know Lex Luger? No. He probably does. Like, does he know? Yeah, I feel like he must know Lex Luger, NWO Wolfpack Lex Luger. No, he's probably no. like Lex Luger, who is. On hard times, you know, Lex Luger. Um, then he says, What survivor will you play the game most like? One word answer Ozzy. I don't see it. I, <laughs> yeah, um, Dave, can you do me a favor? Can you pull up how many times Ozzy is one survivor? Uh, I think zero. it's zero, correct? Yeah, zero, <laughs> zero. We did make the end once and lost it by one vote. So to Yule, right? To Yule. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that was the closest. Really, yeah, I think he really. Yeah, you, you, sh you should never have been that close. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see. All right, but I do think there's interesting comparisons to Ozzy because he says he's a spear fish fisher. So, and that's what Ozzy was like known for. He went out and spear fished and got food. So, if he can be good in the challenges and provide food, he is coasting to the merge. And then, then you just have to rely on your personality, you know. And if he has a good personality, I think he'll do good. I I I like I don't know yeah like just the fact that he's a wrestling guy and he's okay and he's on that orange tribe with Jackson and Omar and uh, John well you know, Jonathan and your next pick Lindsay will also be will will be part of this tribe so he seems to be like the main athletic guy for them yeah um, he went on a couple of WWE tryouts um, he served as a bodyguard for multiple world le leaders um, let's see. I'm, try, I'm trying to look up more details on this dude. Um, but yeah. 
He's right, uh, had an interesting life. Let's talk about Lindsay. Lindsay uh, Dolashwish, uh, from uh, a 31-year-old from Morganville, New Jersey, uh, now living in Asbury Park, New Jersey, a dietitian. Um, and uh, co-ed football in the sand at a bar A by the shore. That's her favorite hobby. That's very specific. Uh, um, snowboarders, paintballing, skydiving, wake surfing. Jeff, also on the Orange Tribe. All right, so I th- figured I'm going to hitch my ride. to. I think bo- she's going to align with uh, Jonathan. I think yeah. they're going to get along. Uh, they're both Stay loud, bad. big personality people. Athletic. Athletic, like to take risks, uh, you know, thrilling things, uh, you know, that type of personality. Um, I also think I like some of her answers. That's why, like, like what she said, like, you know, um, people are going to be hungry. So, you know, like, I just feel, feel like she has the mindset to kind of like understand like how other people are going to be in the game and how to navigate it. I don't think she's only thinking about herself, which is good. I think that's kind of what I like to look for is like somebody that's like actually understands that this isn't all about you, you know, like this is navigating a, a cast of multiple people and trying to get to the end of it. When she says she's like Lauren back, self-aware, feel like she does a great job of assessing people's strengths, weaknesses, doesn't play right. too hard. Sort of. She thing. only saw a couple of seasons Survivor, so that's why she compared herself to Lauren Beck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so- yeah, yeah. Right. which I think is an advantage sometimes. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of super fans or people watch every season get on there and try to think, oh, like too logically and try to do like what great the players have done. Yeah, the game bot idea. And I think the better thing to do is just go out there, rely on your personality, try to connect with who's out there, and then navigate from there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Lauren wasn't bad, per se. She just, unfortunately, that season was just a mess um, once it got to the merge. And with Dan and the whole, like, voting situation. So, she's not bad, Um I, I entire talking, personality screams survivor, Jamil. Uh, she she just doesn't scream f- first. I don't think she's a first round pick. That's all. A first a first pick. She's so she's in the second half. Yeah, technically. Which I think she could have been a little bit higher with some of the other choices that were there. Uh, definitely a good pick. I just she's no Omar. I think I think it's a superior pick to Omar. I, Omar's I on her tribe. I Omar's agree. on her tribe. Do you think that her and Omar will be allied? No. No. No, I don't think he's going to... Do you think Omar and Jackson will work together? No. Who's Jackson going to work with? Everyone. Everyone but Omar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and not Jonathan and not uh, not Lindsay either. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. Like, what else? Do, is there anything else to say about Lindsay? Because she just, again, seems like another intense, talkative, social, kind of athletic person. Who's just, Solid you know, pick, but doesn't you know, scream immediate, you know, I'm one pick. It's a solid pick. Yeah. yeah it's, she, a, it's a good little, like, if she, I think if she does well, it, like, gets to merge, like, if she can get to merge, I think she'll do okay. But, I agree. But it's, yeah. she has to merge. And, and I don't think she'll be targeted early. I don't see her going, because uh, she'll be good in challenges, and I don't think like, they'll be looking at her. Wait, hold, hold on. It's not just the, the um, do well in, ch- in challenges kind of thing. Sometimes they just, like, I'm sorry, I don't like you. Sometimes. Well, we saw that in the last season, right? Where, um, who is it? Uh, the, uh, from 
you watch the whole season and you forget their names the second it's over. But like the guy that was, uh, he wanted to target Erica, uh, Deshaun, um, or he was, he w- he just wanted to lose a challenge just so he could vote out Erica because he was tired of the, of, of the blue tribe winning every week. Right. And he was like, Oh, we got to get this person out of here. Cause in the merge, it's going to be harder. And he was kind of right about that. Cause Erica eventually went out to win. So, you know, but if you got his way, but he didn't get his way, and I think that, that it's always going to be a hard sell to throw a challenge to a tribe because I think go, the idea of going to tribal is always going to be scary because it can always be you, and most people will uh, avoid that. And it was your bro that caused him to not lose the, the... I know. I know it was, but, you know, it's how it goes. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, Lindsay, like, I, she's fine. She's, like you said, a solid pick, but like I'm not necessarily blown away either by her, you know, and, like, I'm yeah. not su- super excited. Uh, she's a. T- I would say, look, I would say she's a top tier pick. She's yeah, in the she, top top part, top ten of the cast. Yeah, you know, okay. and, and I wasn't like you know gung ho to pick her, but at the same time, I thought like of who was left. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't high on really anybody except I might have went with Romeo, but you know, Romeo or, or, or high or Where dad, art thou, Romeo? Did high get taken? Yeah. Uh, everyone got taken. Everyone got taken eventually. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Did, did High get taken before this? My pick, Lindsay. No, High High no. got taken. Yeah, he, he was the other guy I was thinking about, but I wanted to pick a girl uh, as well. I like to have a guy and a girl usually. Uh, speaking tenth overall was Roxroy Bailey, a forty-four-year-old from Las Vegas, Nevada, originally from Brooklyn. Um, he's a stay-at-home dad. Uh, he plays uh, basketball and golf. And he likes to camp, and he likes to do some of his kids. He lives um, the dream. <laughs> lives the dream. Uh, he pet peeves include drivers who don't use their turn signals, and someone who just thinks they know everything. Again, yep. nobody likes those things. Um, what is the accomplishment that you are most proud of? I'm most proud of my family. I think a pet peeve has to be something like you're annoyed by that most people are not. Right. I think like that's like I think that's maybe what they need to, need to explain to them in that question. Or it's like Maybe something like, that like everyone might be annoyed by, but it's very specific, like leaving the cereal boxes open or whatever, you know. <laughs> or like people who friends too loud. from friends. He had like eight pet peeves, Omar Dave. Like, I mean, you're right. And systemic F- racism. And yeah. systemic <laughs> racism. <laughs> the biggest pet peeve of all. Yeah. It's more than <laughs> a pet peeve, though. It's like a real issue. Yeah, it's, no, like, it's like pet peeves. War. Yeah. Have, can't, can't stand for it. Murder. That's my pet peeve. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Back to Roxroy. Uh, on the older end of this cast, but not um, not the oldest. Uh, he uh, he's actually an environmental scientist, or was, uh, or was. He's originally from Jamaica, um, and he's been to over twenty countries. Cool. Um... I'll listen to what his his, uh, his partner does. I'll listen uh, to what his partner does. Yeah, I would love to know that. For the whole stay-at-home dad, maybe yeah, they're also an environmental does. scientist. Because he says at the end here, um, you know, what he's playing for is my family and the money, the sum of which would be a life-changing amount of family. Uh, a life, it would change a life. Um, it's, but it's interesting because, you know, he's a stay-at-home dad and... Like yeah, like what's his partner do? Showgirl? Or maybe he's yeah, he's from Vegas, but he's really from New York. I want to know why he's in Vegas. He's really from Jamaica. What his partner does, and he's really from Jamaica. 
don't know, very interested. The in high ranking, just in... or she has like an OnlyFans and makes tons of money, but. Because he says his hero, of course, is his mom, always will be. She raised me in the heart of Brooklyn during a time of crack cocaine, murder, and poverty. Yeah. With her, <laughs> with with her love and help, I am the man I am today. 70s and 80s. Yeah. 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 Well, like 20 years ago, he was 24. And that would have been 2000, you know, 2002. So, yeah, I guess he was growing up in the 90s, basically. Yeah, no, that's what... well, like even even the eighties, he would have been. 80, he's yeah. seventy eight. He was born in seventy eight, right? Right. Yeah. So he would have been like, in the eighties. Uh, yeah, he's around Kevin's age. Yeah, yeah. In right. in eighties in New York was not the best of times. No, 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 no. In Brooklyn uh, is uh, maybe particularly. Right. Um, okay. He says he's looking to play like John Cochran. Uh, do you think he'll be writing any future episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks? Uh, hopefully, good ones. <laughs> miss with Cochran. Uh, he understands his weakness. The sec- uh, speaking to Cochran, he understood his weakness the second time around, and it strengthened him to compete and win. Has has Roxroy played before? And I forgot. No, but I think the thought process is: if you have an understanding of what your weaknesses are, you can, you know, better protect yourself. Because the the first time around, Jonathan Cochran was a mess. Sure. Right? And a but, lot but, of players don't understand what their weaknesses are. And then they're like, oh, I can't believe I got voted out. Right? But if you have that understanding, same thing with Rob. Rob, and How does he what, know what his weaknesses are? He doesn't know what his weaknesses are yet. Well, you know, you play the game. I'm, look, this is what the man's saying. I'm not. I'm I know, not but he's like, I, I'm saying what he's saying doesn't really make sense because he's like, I like how Cochran learned from his mistakes and I'm going to play like that. What do you mean? You've never played before. You How can you learn from the mistakes you haven't made yet? He's planning to learn from his mistakes and hope that he doesn't get. He's planning out. to. He's planning to make many mistakes and learn from them quickly. I just don't think he had a good answer for that question. Yeah. Um, I think he's like, I remember that Cochran guy, and because he like, like it was about the the lesson that he learned. That's what he gravitated toward. I don't really think he's Cochran's a good comparison, probably for him. I I would imagine uh, maybe I don't know. I need to see his personality, but he seems kind of like a jovial, maybe like a Jeremy. Uh, you know. Uh, he's on the blue tribe with uh with uh the people we've talked about so far. He's there with Drea, he's there with Zach, uh, and a couple others, including Tori, who's coming up right next, and Romeo after that. Uh, so we're we're the next three picks are all blue tribe. Uh, maybe we can move on to Tori. I just I have to constantly like get a, a quick visual reference on who's Tori. Uh, Tori's the blonde girl. Tori's the blonde girl. Got it. The pageant one. Yeah. So Tori Meehan, 25 years old, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, now living in Rogers, Arkansas, a therapist. Um, And her favorite hobby is CrossFit, uh, but also playing board games or card games, spending time with her family. She's the middle child of five kids. Uh, Quirky, warm, and self-aware is what she describes herself as. Okay, let's see if she understood the pet peeve question. When people lack self-awareness, are emotionally <laughs> reactive, immature, or petty. Everyone that like doesn't like those things. Like knowing it's 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 more like things. Anyway, I, I yeah, keep no, but this is every year is the pet peeve question is atrocious. But anyway, yeah. what is the accomplishment you are most proud of? She graduated hundred percent debt free from her undergrad school. How'd you do that? And she's paid up for 50% of her master's degree already by competing in pageants. Oh, that's how she does. And earning academic scholarship. No, she, she did it because her parents had money. 
I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, she paid 50% of her master's degree by competing in pageants. You know who who, um, who doesn't compete in pageants? Poor people. Okay? <laughs> Poor people traditionally do not. <laughs> no. no, they're not known on the pageant uh, circuit yes. typically. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. It's people tend point. to stereotype her. She says that, though. Like, you know, don't stereotype her. They're surprised when you see how in-depth, intelligent, and super nerdy she is. You, you oh know, God. you know who who um, also says to don't stereotype me. People who are rich who get stereotyped <laughs> with with oh, you just you're saying that I'm such a nerd. It's like no, yeah. you're you're rich, and you've you've lived in a, a quality of of life that anytime someone comments on it, you're like, well, you're just saying that because you think of me in this way. It's like you're you're yeah. rich though. It's like people are like, oh, my God, I thought you were the most spoiled rich girl ever. You're just slightly the most spoiled rich girl. Ever. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I worked like hard. I've worked hard to be debt free. Like, you know, my mommy. Talk? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I competed in pageants that I won 50 percent. You She's know. living the dream, you know. Uh, Can we talk about the hero question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who is your hero and why? It would be so so cheesy to say this, but Jesus uh, but I did, not, you need to know. I did not want to use this question to explain the importance of my faith. Uh, I am a fully devoted follower of Christ, and my life motto is love God and love people. I recognize that there is a higher calling on my life than simply living for myself. So love God first, then people second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right, Jamil. Then yourself. There's a lot of like privilege, and yeah, I'm getting a lot of Colton vibes from this girl. How old is she? 25. Okay. Mm hmm. Um, she's Look, looking to play like 100% Kim Spratlin, you know, uh, not like the, who was there? Who said Kim Spratlin before? Um, was that Drea? Why does every Chanel? girl, it, um, every girl that, uh, was Chanel, I think Chanel, every girl that seems to be like, you know, somewhat athletic goes, I want to play with like Kim Spratlin. It's like, you know, there were other girls. That, like, <laughs> yeah. Were, you Look, know. she should be saying, I'm, I want to play like Vesepia. Vesepia was also very religious, yeah. right? And she got called out in the end because she lied and backstabbed and had yes. good enough answers to win at the end, That's right? That's a great comparison. Vesepia is a perfectly or Don. Don would be a good Don other one. Win. <laughs> right, but Don played that same kind of way. Yeah, and then uh, she got called out by Brendan at a show of false teeth. Yeah. Well, it's just like Kim Spradlin, great challenges, and she's good social game, and Kim... Like Kim only won once. I, I, okay, I don't know I'm not Kim a biggest a, Sandra a, a fan. I'm not Kim a big Sandra a... fan, but a lot of these people thinking that they're gonna beast when a lot of these I don't see these. I don't remember a lot of these people saying Kim are beasts, right? You want to play like Sandra because Sandra had nothing really going for her outside of her social game, yep. right? And even then, it wasn't like she was pretty hard to deal with, right? But she was smart enough to pick her her spots and did what she needed to do to survive each vote. Right. Yeah. So if you have a little bit of athletic talent, it could get you a long way. If you play like Sandra, where you have the smarts and wiles of Sandra, you're not going to beast through, but she's it, on this blue tribe, which we know is maybe underpowered in challenges. Right. But like this is like very, like what everyone thinks about Kim, her tribe mates viewed her as a leader and her Alliance members followed her lead. 
She didn't go into the game trying to be a super manipulative and deceptive. I felt like she just tried to be authentic as she could in a game like Survivor. Okay, so I have a few things to say about this. One, <laughs> the can't the season Kim Sprodlin won was one of the worst casts I think they ever put together. It was terrible. It was, I hated that it, format that year too. Yeah, the was... format sucked. Everything about that season was awful god awful and so when people say oh kim strada is one of the best players ever she played with a bunch of bozos for the most part <laughs> and, and, and and you know and that all credit to her she navigated through the bozos which is hard uh but she, nonetheless second um the the thing about uh you know the, the idea that you're going to get through su survivor as this authentic with no blood on your hands at to the end of the game is not going to happen no. you know so you're going to get booted out if you feel like you want to Ex play that way, especially modern survivor. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah, so, so when a lot of people talk about like these, these past survivor players, it's like, they're describing statues, right? Like yes. they're like, they're, it's like this, <laughs> Robin this the, le the legend of Kim Spradlin, not necessarily what the reality of Kim Spradlin was, you know, or the, the legacy uh, kind of a guy, uh, but like, okay, we have uh, just back to Tori. So Tori's on this blue tribe. She's a pageant queen. And the next pick in the draft uh, uh, at 12th overall was Romeo, who is a pageant coach. Yep. And you know who hates pageant um, queens more than anyone? Pageant coaches. Pageant coaches. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a pageant coach. He's 37 years old um, from Los Angeles, now living in Norwalk, California. I'm not sure exactly where Norwalk is. Um, is in that area. I'll, I'll uh, figure it out. I wish it's in the north. His hobbies are traveling, beauty pageants, and survivor. So, oh no, he's from LA. From LA, uh, competitive, intuitive, smart. Uh, he's a bit impatient, so he would say that anybody's slow, lazy, uh, don't know how to read a room. Those are the things he doesn't like. Those aren't pet peeves. Not pet peeves. <laughs> Again, not pet peeves, but it, it's okay. One day people will get this question right. What is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Several. I have always dreamed of working in the industry, so I am. I've dreamed of owning my own pageant, so I do. I dreamed of traveling the world, so I have. I've always accomplished my goals. Oh, oh man, this guy, is, this guy is no good. That's, okay. a, that's oh. a little overconfident, buddy. Yeah, okay. Go Walk is um, just a couple of miles away from um, um, Anaheim. So it's just um, away from in the middle of uh, Los Angeles and Disney, um, Disneyland. Yeah, this is a Jane's pick, by the way. Um, so he Romeo's on here with Tori, Roxroy, Zach, and Drea on the blue tribe. Okay, Jane, Jane, I usually like your picks. It's a bad one. <laughs> it's a bad one. She was talking about him before the, even the draft. She's like, Oh, this Romeo, he's 37 years old. He's from uh, he's you know, he's a pageant coach. Um, yeah, Romeo Escobar, too. So I, I think he's gonna have a um, a very similar end. <laughs> To his namesake. Jeez. Uh, okay, you know how a lot of people were saying people like my pet peeve is people who think they're right about everything and um, have to be right and can't, you know can't admit they're wrong. He literally says, "What is something we would no never know about from looking at you?" And he says, "How competitive I am because I'm a small and gay Latino man." People always underestimate me. I love proving them wrong. I hate losing or being wrong. I always want to have the right answer and win everything I do. I don't like this guy's chances, um, quite frankly, because he seems like he's too uh, full of himself. He's too he's overconfident. Yeah, I think it's like I, I think he's trying too hard to give the producer the answer they want. 
mm-hmm. as well. Like, I think it's a little bit like, like I th- and I think that's like the pageant side of him coming out. It's like, I want to end world hunger. It's like, okay, great. It's how, it's how he ends his things. Like, how, why do you believe you can be the sole survivor? I know I can be the final survivor because I am likable enough and persuasive enough to convince people to vote for me. I always find a way to get what I want. Didn't I tell you this? Person's gonna he's gonna be pure drama. Um, who do you play the game like? I don't play like anyone else before, but I want to achieve a great historical moment like Sandra Sari, Parvati, Rupert, Rob. I want to be remembered. Like when people say they want to be remembered, I think of one or two things: you're gonna flame out, or you're gonna kill people. He didn't <laughs> answer the question. No, it's just like uh, who's played survivor? Do you know like names of past survivor people? Yeah, Sari, uh, Boston, Rob, whatever. Like yeah. this guy is so egotistical that he couldn't even compare himself to anybody that has played Survivor. He's that unique. Francesca, th- there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a bit of a he'll eat that rock. Okay. All right, so Romeo. Okay, I think Romeo, Romeo. I don't like your chances, Romeo, and uh, we don't like your tribe's chances for that matter because I don't even think he can be necessarily kept safe. Um, I think we got the first boot right there. Could be the first boot right that's there. Okay, that's he's, okay. he, he's looking not like not too uh, okay. Let's talk about the uh, 13th overall. Hi, I'm not just saying hi to you guys, I'm saying hi, hi, gang. Um, or Zhang, hi, Zhang. Uh, 29 years old from New Orleans, Louisiana, on the Green Tribe. Hi, is. Um, Where is this Green Tribe? Yeah. uh, Okay. Um, What do you think? Okay. Oh, yeah. He's, um, I guess he's lived in Atlanta, but he's also from, he's Vietnamese. He is originally from Vietnam. Data scientist. Uh, He's traveled to new cities. He likes to use, uh, Brings his dogs to dog dog parks. Recreates his favorite dishes from scratch using recipes he finds online. Okay, whatever. Um, so you follow recipes. Congratulations. I get. Do you know what, guys? You want to see what I can do with a cookbook? You, I can cook a Hello Fresh like nobody's business. Yeah. When I get that cookbook, <laughs> can, it's, I, can it's I, on. It's like detour. Like, congratulations. Don't like hype up. Don't hype up your cooking. You can cook, say you can cook, and just walk away from it. I, I can recreate my favorite dishes from scratch. Mm-hmm. So you can cook. That's it. Don't try. Why are you using, you know, 20 words to, to describe one thing? Like saying, like, I can recreate some of my favorite paintings. It's like, okay, so you can paint. Yeah. <laughs> He's aggressive, astute, and audacious. Those are his three words. All with his. Um, he hates judgmental people. Um, uh, who, who I love them, hate though. me. I love judgmental people. Hey, uh, I can take them looking down on someone for their lifestyle or choices because they're not the same as you is so stupid. I hate patronizing people who talk <laughs> down to others. <laughs> Lord, okay. Oh, and I hate when people wear shoes in my house. Okay, okay, so, I, I, so I he's a regular that. Asian person. Yeah, that's just an Asian guy thing. Yeah. Uh, His most uh, proud accomplishment is uh, he's the first person from his family to go to college and then graduate. Uh, Bought his first home at 24 years old. Paid off all his student loans by 26. He is the youngest associate director of analytics at a company by age 27. This guy is like, he's just like uh, Romeo, this guy. Hi. He's just, uh, but he's on the green tribe. Uh, I am the youngest, uh, most importantly. 
listen to this answer. They asked him what survivor he plays he's most like. He says poverty, but I'm not hot nor charming. So how are you like poverty? Yeah, what is, <laughs> realistically, I'm similar to Aubrey. What okay, how are you like Aubrey? And then he says she was just a strategic mastermind. She understood. She was both. Aubrey, yeah. Aubrey was. She good player but like i thought she kind of failed at the end game well uh, yeah she lost to of uh, uh michelle fitzgerald, fitzgerald who just who kind of when you when you look back at that season aubrey was playing a very strategic game but yeah. everyone saw that she was playing a very strategic game and people underestimated how good michelle fitzgerald was in terms of her management of people and of um um Aubrey didn't manage the jury. Yeah. And, or no. Sia. Or Sia. Yeah. Uh, Sia. She, uh, she's also non-threatening, similar to myself, so I'll focus on keeping bigger physical and social threats around to ensure myself a shield. She was also not afraid to cross alliance lines and work with people who could further game. Don't rule anyone out. Yes. Uh, Which... <laughs> Jean, Jean, she has a very good feeling about Romeo. He's also an Escobar. I don't think he's related to uh, Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar? Does he have yeah. an island? Does he have a fire fest there? I think I have a fire festival. Ja Rule oh, will be there. Oh, <laughs> Someone will go to jail. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, who do? Or why do you believe you're going to be the survivor? Because yeah, I'm logical, and because I can read social situations. And my he says amazing speaking abilities. <laughs> yeah, I don't he says that to a New Yorker and see how well that works. Right. Hawk. I think I think Hawk. he's yeah, his attitude's gotta kind of come down a notch a bit. He's a little self he's a little entitled. He's I think he's an incredibly driven person and he's used to getting what he wants. And he does really remind me of what how Romeo kind of describes himself. So I, I love people like that because you want to see what happens to them when they don't get what they want or what they yes. think that they deserve. Yeah. And I think producers cast people like this on purpose because they want that exact Con they want thing. conflict, yeah. Yeah, but they want that exact thing like that Jamil just said. Like they want like the audience to like kind of judge this person immediately and then watch him get his comeuppance. You know? Right. Um, you know, and that's what's reality TV is all about at the end of the day. Let's face it. Let's get okay. to a real pick. Okay. What did you do? Well, who did you pick, Dave? The other Canadian. The other Canadian. Yeah, of uh, course. <laughs> what, uh, Marianne? So yeah, I took on the Orange Tribe uh, at 14th overall. Marianne Okech, a 24-year-old from Ajax, Ontario, Canada. Born and raised in Ajax. Marianne. Uh, so I've got both of the Canadians, Omar and Marianne. Of course, there's, um, who, oh, there's also Drea, who lives in Montreal, but she's not actually from Canada originally. So Marianne. There's the shame there's no, um, there's no Betty on this season. There's no what do you mean, Betty? So I can have Betty and Marianne chirp at each other like, um, <laughs> like Letterkenny. <laughs> oh, I don't know what Letterkenny references. You don't know. Oh, oh Sorry. dude. Marianne uh, and Betty are stuff of legends. Uh, Marianne from uh, Gilligan's Island might be more of a reference. Oh, don't um, get Sam excited now. I know. I, yeah, we, Sam will be popping off on this. Uh, maybe like I used that Gilligan's Island. <laughs> uh, get on to it. Uh, she's a seminary student, which is like a like to become a pastor, right? Like that's what she's sort of studying for. Um, she plays tabletop video games. She likes reading and snowboarding. Energetic, empathic, and chaotic are her three descriptive uh, 
adjectives. And uh, her pet peeves are when people don't listen to her, people who walk slowly in front of her, anything that disrupts her sleep. She also just hypocrites and people who don't apologize. <laughs> Lord, get ready. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, Dave. I don't know about this pick. I don't th- like people. Her and say- Omar are going to be a pair, man. They are going to be right or die. They're both on the orange tribe together. Both they're they are literally two go train stops apart from each other. Ooh, yeah, they could be, or they could absolutely hate each other because they, you know, the thing is, like, I don't know, people who like say stuff like this. I'm always kind of like, uh, you do realize you're going onto like a game show here <laughs> where you have to like get along and get to the end, like no matter what. Like that's the whole thing with these shows, like. Like, if these things bother you that much, they're your pet peeves. And that's a lot of, like, you're going to encounter all of those things probably within this game. You know, other than maybe the walking, someone walking slowly in front of you, which that bothers me. I get that. That was the best answer she had for the pet peeves. Everything else is like when people don't listen to me. People aren't going to listen to you in the show (laughs) at at times. Trust me. Anything that disrupts my sleep, people, you're going to be sleeping right next to a guy that's snoring. (laughs) Uh, hypocrites get you get ready for that and then people who don't apologize you're not getting a single apology in this show so you know no. every one of those things you're not not in a sincere you, one. you know what i'm interested in are we going to get our first ever big uh christian alliance well we've had one before that was the coach season the was that really a christian specifically was like a cult. it was a cult that used christianity as like it's are we going to get it this season? It could happen. There's a lot of religious god talk in these bios. Like it's, uh, you know, and, and Marianne is, she doesn't even have to mention it. We just know she's a seminary student. So, but like, but she, <laughs> she's well, like, it's like, just yeah. the job. It's just the job. <laughs> if she, yeah, if she starts having a conversation with Tori, hey, who's your hero? Jesus. <laughs> oh, really? Me too. <laughs> like, is, uh, was it a, from Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you expect me to say, Jesus? <laughs> Who's Jesus. your master? What do you expect me to say, Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> oh my what, gosh, she's Lord. mine too. What is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Writing an article for my school newspaper that led me to be invited uh, to consult with my university's equity and inclusion officer on creating a better framework to support for black students at McMaster University. Being able to use my voice for change that not only benefited me was so empowering. That that it was a long-winded part, answer. That first part is going to be on her resume until the day she dies. Like you know, like she's that is going to be on her. That's going to be on her cover letter. That checks a lot of boxes. Checks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Um, oh, I lost. And um, this is where her and Ter- Tori are going to have some trouble. Um, she, um, my hero is my mother. She was born to poverty in a village in Kenya, the lo- youngest of five. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that there's going to be like a lot. She then gave up all of the, her support for her father's dreams. Then he became a doctor in Canada while having three children while dealing with the systemic racism in academic medicine. Well, her and Omar are going to get together. They both hate systemic racism. So that will. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. They will be a pair. And then the other four are going to want to vote them out. Uh, you know, I agree to that. They're going to be a pair. Uh, I aspire to be like her. She changed my life. Uh, which survivor player will you be most like? Davy. 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 Davy was someone who had loyalty to many people, had a strong core alliance, and was social. That is Bob. 
<laughs> Not only is he able to find idols and win oh. challenges and play idols correctly to further this game, but most of all, Davy Davey had so much fun when he was on the island, no matter if he was on top or the bottom of his tribe. Davy had the path to sixth place, and I will perfect it to first. Davy Rickenbacker. I forgot like, about Davy Rickenbacker. Davy Rickenbacker. Davy. 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 He finished sixth place. Yeah, he did. did. did I remember know? Jane had him that year in that draft. I didn't take him. Like everyone expected me to take. What? 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 That season was he on? Uh, was oh, it David Col versus Goliath. Oh yeah, he was the Davy on the David. Davy. Do you want to hear who he said was his uh, his hero? Davy Walker, yeah. So listen to this answer; it's a fantastic answer. Was it Marianne? <laughs> he says, "Rick Grimes is my hero. Though he is a fictional character, I've learned so much from him. From leadership <laughs> skills to dealing with new people and new surroundings. The lead character in The Walking Dead, Rick, leads a group of average individuals who become stronger because of his teachings and experiences. He defeats all of his enemies in a strategic and calculated." way rick is dedicated to the title that his group strategic and calculating way he hacked garth up into bits with a machete at a church like <laughs> look he's dedicated to the title that gives his group uh, his group has given him and is a provider for his family and friends like myself he has good days and bad days but never <laughs> gives up i challenge rick in a crisis and it helps me oh <laughs> stable my, my mind so while having a little fun in the process yeah. Okay. Uh, so good. Love it. So good. Um, so I, who, I wish... who did better than Davey? You have Allison, Kara, Angelina, Mike White, and the eventual winner, Nick, Nick Wilson. Wilson. Right. <laughs> the the stockish vampire. Yes. I, I like Davey was a memorable player, like from an entertainment point of view, but like as a as a survivor player, like I don't know. Um, if he's worth, I'm sure he was thrilled to, to read that. Uh, when it came up, was, was, oh my god, someone loved he me. was the person who was voted out right after Christian Hibiki. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I didn't know, Mar I forgot he got that deep in the game. Okay, just uh, on Marianne, uh, she believes she will win Survivor because uh, I am a social person and and Survivor at its core is a numbers game. Okay, I have lived in diverse cities and also been in situations where I was the only black person. But in every situation, I thrived. And Survivor is another place where my resilience and personality will shine. Also, I never go down without a fight. When all hope is lost, I will be searching for idols, talking to people, and convincing them that me staying is the best for everyone. I'm going on Survivor to win, and I will do everything in my power to do so. Social awareness is on a low here. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting great vibes. She is at my lower two. I wasn't even necessarily like when she was still. I was. I was actually hoping to take Jonathan with my second pick, but you took him at eight, Jeff. So I ended up saying, well, you know, I, I think like I would like to see Marianne and Omar. You doubled down with Canada. I doubled down with Canada because Erica just became the first Canadian winner. You know, she won the season. Jeff, you knew the thrill of seeing the hometown player win the the game. I, I, right. I, I'm going for the same it's thing. It's going to be another 41 seasons as a survivor before another Canadian wins it. Uh, I don't see I don't see this Canadian winning. I could see maybe in a blue moon, I could see Omar winning, but I don't I just don't see this girl winning. To our first Canadian winner. To Erica. To Erica. Yeah. Okay, Marianne. Uh, and then we get down to the final four. This is when we get back to Amanda and Jamil because they were they had the first two picks and we had uh, because the 18 didn't quite divide by eight. We had to uh, head out the next four. So the last four were Jenny, Swati, 
Maria, was it Maria, Maria, Whatever. and Lydia. <laughs> anyway, so so Jenny from the Green Tribe ends up getting the next pick from Amanda. Jenny Kim, uh, a 43-year-old from Brooklyn, New York. Where's my picture? Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. yes. Uh, she's from New York. She Her occupation is a creative director. Her favorite hobbies include traveling, Pilates, writing, and watching movies. So unlike previous people, she watches all movies, not necessarily just the good ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, she will watch a bad movie and she will enjoy it. What are her pet peeves? Um, <laughs> arrogant people and those with a sense of entitlement. She's going to get along with this cast beautifully. Um, three words to describe herself. Direct, open, and um, compassionate. Oh, okay. Okay. Direct, open, and compassionate. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what to make of Jenny. Like Jen uh, So Jenny... Um, like she, she's either gonna do really well or really poorly. I think. Um, okay, her hero is her husband. He left Australia to follow his dream to live in New York with two suitcases and enough money to only last a few months. He's not afraid to try something different and take risks. He saved me from setting, settling in life, and inspires me to always strive for more. Also, I have you know started watching Survivor around season thirty or something because she picked Kelly Wentworth and Lauren Beck as her two survivors that she's most like. Uh, I get what's why is Lauren Beck so popular and also Kelly Wentworth? Like I get why she was popular, but like it's like you either now it used to be poverty. Everyone picked poverty. Now it's either you're Kim Sprodlin or Kelly Wentworth. There's no other no other girls have played this game. Only and is that only because they've seen them on like season forty? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, that, was Kelly Wentworth on season forty? Yeah, uh, no, but she was on the one right she before was in, it. Wasn't she? Yeah. she was Edge of Extinction, Senwell Dosser, and it was on the one where they only brought three people back or whatever. Or, so yeah, Cambodia, Senwell Dosser, and Edge of Extinction. I never thought she was that good. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she played three times. She never made it to the end. Yeah, you she know? was a, she was she was a good she was good enough to get to jury, and that was kind of her game. And like she always was targeted because everyone saw her as a threat. And it was like, okay, well, Kelly Wentworth, good for you. Like, well, she she got um, Savage out, so people love that. Yeah, yeah she played. She had a couple good idol plays, and and if you have a good, like a good idol play, it's like you know you're, you're brought back, you're remembered, and I can understand that. But you know, at the same time, yeah, I think. Uh, I think also her first season in Samuel de Sur, she kind of got a rough go because her dad kind of like sewered her. So <laughs> Dale. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Dale. Now, Jenny claims to have a high emotional intelligence, EQ for short. Uh, this is how she reads people well and understands what they are feeling. Great mm -hmm. listener, leader, and knows how to gain trust. Could it be that Jenny is a Pisces? It could be. Well, that doesn't sound like a Pisces. Oh, it does. <laughs> Sounds like an Aries to me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Emotional intelligence. I don't know. Aries. I don't know. Right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, but Jenny, uh, like, I don't know what to make of Jenny. Like, she could be good, but I think she's a wild card. No, I think that no. overall, I no. just, I think she went late in this draft for a reason. I think she mm -hmm. had a tough time even answering these questions. So when it comes to like the game i don't know we'll see um uh, but I, I i don't know i think i see her as um somebody that's like a little bit more um solo i think she'll be a bit of a wild card type player uh you know a swing vote and then get 
you know, and then piss people off and then get voted out. It's like t- that kind of, of player. Yep. Yep. Okay, moving on to our final three here. Uh, so Swati take Swati Gold taken um, 16th overall, uh, 19 years old from Palo Alto, California. Yep. Uh, a Ivy League student. Where'd she go? Did she go to Berkeley? <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> I'd be near there. Um, so she's uh, she reads on the beach. She's a theater. Um, that's one of her hobbies and uh, all things Survivor. Competent, charismatic, and caring. Swati Gold. Oh, so Jamil, you you got uh, Swati. She's on yep. the Blue Tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's the last member of the Blue Tribe we have to talk about, uh, along with Romeo and Tori and Roxroy and Zach and Drea. So interesting. Um, do you feel confident with this pick? Do you feel like you got her at steel here? Or do you feel like you were kind of saddled with Swati? Um, in terms of the 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 last bit, including Jenny, um, I felt totally fine with, um, with Swati. Look, she enlisted in the army national guard, right? (laughs) Like there's a level of ability. If you're, if you're going to do that, um, she was raised to to prioritize things like service to her country and the world. Yeah. Service to the world. Yep. Well, it's specifically our country. Who raised? Right. Okay. Um, who's her hero? <laughs> her hero is Elon Musk. <laughs> what? <laughs> Elon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> My life's oh. mission is to change the world for the better. Wasn't Elon Musk like funding those Ottawa convoy protesters or something? Um, <sighs> this, he didn't build something from Tesla. He, he, he took Tesla, bought it from someone else, and then you know continued to fund it. Uh, he didn't make Tesla. People like, oh, people seem to, to forget about that. Okay. I'm just not sure about this player. I think she is too. Who do you young. play the game most like? Chaos Victoria. and Victoria <laughs> Bamond. Who is Victoria Bamond? Uh, Victoria Bamonde. I thought Bamonde. Bamonde? I don't really remember that player. Um, she is from Edge of Extinction. Oh. Um, uh, the redhead with the with so the... okay, Victoria. Uh, oh, okay. Victoria actually was doing pretty well, and um, unfortunately, um, uh, she kind of got screwed over by the um, edge of extinction uh twist, um, and got kind of exposed as a jury fit later, um, near the end. Um, but she was playing a really good, um, underrated game. Yes, she. Yes, right, and yes, and then she mentions she took out Aubrey in that season. Um, yeah, she did play. She was playing well, but that season was such a train wreck by the end that you know. Yeah, I remember she got screwed, and and a couple other players like Rick Devins kind of got screwed. Let's let's yeah. be real. Uh, in that season, no one ever says I want to play like Rick Devins. Yeah, I know, right? And like that would make more sense because like he actually played really well. Um, he got screwed over by the stupid Edge of Extinction and um, the yeah. two person immunity twist. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Chaos cast. I don't understand. That is, uh... <laughs> I don't know what to make. Yeah, like I'm, Swati is kind of. Like, I don't know. Like Swati's another wild card. We're, we're getting down to the end of this draft. Like these, these, these answers. Out, these out of the remaining game. four. 
I thought that she was the better pick. I think she's fine, but I, I like, I think she, she could be a dark horse in this and she could do well, but like, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm there's, there's so much like seemingly like social unawareness among this cast, like, or like they're not, they're a little bit like overconfident. Many of them, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but again, like you're saying, Jeff, like they might just be giving the answers that they think the producers want. And yeah, I just think with, her she's 19 years old yes she's smart but she's a little she's not seasoned with the world yet you know and i think she's coming into a cast that is very mature um so i just don't know if that's going to work out if she was playing david versus goliath sure or millennials versus gen x sure but not this jeff you say that but i'm looking at these older people and they look like they're just um as or even more like emotionally immature and there's mm-hmm. no excuse for them. <laughs> I think there's going to be more tolerance with right. Swati versus um, the other people um, that we've talked about earlier. Who was that girl, though, that like, oh, I forget what season it was, but she was like, you know, she came in all gung ho. She was young. She, I think she was Indian as well. And oh, she, um, the one that had the um, bowel intestinal. Yes, her. She. I'm just getting a lot of the same kind of like vibes from her. And like I thought, I picked her. I thought she was going to do well, and then it didn't work out. <laughs> they, everyone hated her. I just kept her around to get rid of her later. You know, so that might happen. To that was a that was a brutal. What was her name? And she just gave everyone a hard time too. Yeah, was I was that on Millennials versus Gen X or was that? Uh, on... No, I think that was after. Um, uh, keep going. I'll, yeah. I'll find her. Right, hold on, I just had to save something quickly. Uh, so the, okay. Uh, uh, the, so the next one in our draft was um, Mari. Is it Maria? Maria? Yeah. Maria? I, I picked like, accidentally. But yeah, you watch. thought it was Marianne, but it's it's not. It's Mar- 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 Maria. She's a 47-year-old from Noblesville, Indiana, uh, originally from Lansing, Michigan, uh, a stay-at-home mom uh, uh, on the Orange Tribe, uh, drafted by Jamil, second to last. She's uh, her, her hobbies include gardening, writing, poetry, sp- and spoken word. And Pilates. She describes herself as spicy, smart, and loving. Her pet peeves include when someone has a big old snuffleupagus sneeze and doesn't <laughs> cover their nose. Oh my. And mean people. Oh, okay. she's ready. She's ready for this game. <laughs> so ready. So ready. Yeah. Um, what else about uh, Maria? Mar- Maria? Um, I think we should call her Maria. Maria, uh, Maria. Who is your hero and why? Kiosk Kelly. Kiosk was the first nurse in New York to die of COVID nineteen. He gave his life for others. He was dearly loved and respected nurse. He passed on March twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Kiosk was my brother. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and then, which part of Survivor will you play the game most like? Ironically, a mix between Angelina and Tony. Okay. After Angeline's turbulent first few weeks, she slipped under the radar and made it to the end. Tony brought an upbeat, funny, and light energy. By the time he was recognized as a threat, it was too late. Right. You're not playing like Tony. Yeah, he's a unicorn. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, to try. You're not. Yeah. No. These are the type of players where it's like you're not gonna play like them, um, because like their personality made them who they are. And like you know, without that, they they would have been out so fast. Especially yep. saying off Tony. Um, this lady, I think, you know, she could do okay, but she, you know, she has to avoid the first boot or the second boot. 
because that's probably what's going to happen to her. She's like, they're going to, she's going to be looked at as a liability. And, you know, so if, if they take her out early, then yeah, obviously she's going to lose. But then this, if she can survive a little bit, um, then she won't be a threat. And then I think she could, you know, you could see her at the end type thing. And, not, and, and Jeff, to answer your question, it's Karishma. Karishma. That was her. Yes. yes. She reminds me a lot of Karishma. Very similar. Yes. Um, now, why did I pick her versus Lydia? Yeah, well, okay. Well, I, I think I know why, but why don't you tell me why? <laughs> okay. Um, here, here's the absolute truth when it comes to um, comedians, right? Or people who in general think they're funny. They possibly are very funny. Not everyone wants to hear a joke or wants <laughs> to hear you attempt a joke. Right. If you're a comedian, one thing about your personality is you try to you you don't you're not on all the time. You may be witty, but you're not on all the time. Lydia gives me the vibe that she's on all the time, yeah. and that spells disaster. She kind <laughs> of reminds Lydia. Kind of reminds me of Brittany from Big Brother. It's me. Like it's me. It, she gives me that vibe. She oh, she feels like she's gonna be on all the time, and that's a no go. Not with this it's season. Me! Like, 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 I love how she says, yeah, like, yeah, funny. Uh, but then she says, pet peeves when you waste my time, when people waste my time. Uh, okay. Um, and then she says, who's your hero? Kristen Wig. She's so funny. Who are, are, we, are, are, we, are we still talking about Mario? Oh, I went to no, Lydia. We've moved on from Mario. We've moved on from Mar Mario. There's not much to say, Dave. There's not about Lydia. Mario. Just go to Lydia. We just go to Lydia. Lydia has a lot to say. Um, okay, Lydia. Sorry, I was I was trying to um, yeah, as we're 20, getting to the end here. Twenty two so, years old from Fredericksburg, Virginia, lives in Santa Monica though, and she's a waitress, so that means she's trying to make it big. Right. Um, she, Hobbies, she, maybe she's like, maybe she's like a comedy writer or something. That's why she's in 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 L.A. I bet she. But this is the what made me not want to draft her was when it in under favorite hobbies it, it goes to like music going to music festivals roller skating and then going to the movies by myself. I do that. I do it. I do it sometimes. Just say you go to the movies, like say, yeah, the by myself thing. Basically, like and it's like if I put that in my bio, I'd be like, well, they're gonna think like I'm a loner. You know what I mean? I like, think she is a loner. I just look. I'm not. I think yeah. everything that you need to say about her is in which past survivors do you play your game most like? What was your answer on that one? I think Tom Westman. He was honest, but still a great player. Tom Westman was a beast, a physical beast, yeah. right? I don't right? know how she's gonna play like Tom Westman. Also, Sari. She had a. She was a great social player. I'll carry my own in challenges, but dominate socially. Maybe a little crazy like Debbie. 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 No, no, <laughs> you that that is that is the whammy. No, thank you. I am not picking you. <laughs> I am not picking you, Debbie. Okay, while, while we're on to Lydia, it might be a good time to just quickly just show here. This is her tribe. This is the green tribe, okay. and, and that we are now through the entire cast, right? So this includes Swati. This, uh, sorry, no, this, not Swati. It includes Jenny. This is this is the tribe that's gonna do bad. Jenny, hi. Uh, we got Mike Turner, we got Chanel, and we have Daniel over here. Uh, this like does it. not. I am. This does not spark confidence. What if this is Lydia dressed in? 
what is going on? Why does she have like a suit jacket on? <laughs> is this like what she got shipwrecked on? Like or uh, like no, they dress them. Of... Like I don't think it's like. <laughs> I mean, maybe she chose it because when you get cold at night, if it's like if it's for that reason, then I like it. But <laughs> why does on? Jenny look like that? Is part of her like gi? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, she's, yes, she's literally about to go kick some ass. That's what Jenny yeah. looks like. She looks like she's right out of a martial arts movie or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, so that's 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 the um, that's the green tribe. Let's talk about just quickly here the orange tribe, uh, which I have two people on this on this tribe. So this is Jackson, which was uh, Jamil's pick. We got Omar, who I took uh, from Whitby, Ontario. Uh, we got Jonathan. We got who looks like a who looks like a beast in that, like a like a big yeah. huge bear. Yeah, he does. What, what what do you guys love Omar's shirt? Um yeah, sure. He looks good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's tucked in. He's you know, he's got Omar and Jackson good. have similar shirts. Omar looks like he's about to like go work at a restaurant. <laughs> Omar looks like he'll, he'll see you. No problem. Casa Bonita. Yeah. And, like this, uh, th this whole like picture, it looks like they run a, 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 a you know Caribbean <laughs> restaurant or something. Yeah, like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> did, did everyone know that orange was part of the the? Uh, they look like, like yeah, we, the kitchen staff. So we got Jackson's there. the yeah Jackson's the chef. We got you know Jonathan's the bouncer. Uh, we got uh, Omar's the waiter. Uh, who's who's Mario? Mario's the bartender. Yeah. Uh, um, that hat? Uh, and then yeah, what's we have... with that hat? Why, why that hat that Maria's got on with the with the leopard? She just came from France, so she, <laughs> um, she what she don't see is the baguette she has underneath her arms. Right, of course, it's very French. Um, <laughs> she, she was headed home to Noblesville, Indiana. Uh, we got Marianne here. Okay, so like I think this tribe is better than the Green Tribe. We all agree, like at By least on far. paper. Uh, but will they do well? And then then just to close it out, here is the Jeez. Blue Tribe. Uh, the blue, so the blue tribe, including uh, Drea and Zach and Roxroy and Tori and, and Romeo and Swati. So Th this tribe's going to be like the hated tribe to watch. I think, like, I, I just think this is the tribe that's everyone's not going to enjoy. I think this is the tri this is the tribe most likely to kill each other. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think this is oil and water. This tribe. <laughs> Yeah, yep. but I think that they'll do well competitively. I think they'll win. I, I don't think that they're going to have to lose a member for a while. Yeah, until they throw a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I think they will win a lot too. I agree. Right until right, they throw so, a challenge. So that's all. That's all. Eighteen house or not house guests? Eighteen castaways. It's Survivor, not Big Brother. This is all. That's all. Eighteen castaways on Survivor. That's all three tribes uh, and. We will be here to talk about the premiere in just a few days when this comes out. Uh, you feeling good about the season, guys? Um, yeah, I think it'll be kind of different to the fact that I think we're seeing some just normal people play the game, so that's good. Yes, normal people for the win, please. Normal people for the win. Uh, and do you think that... I guess we had so many themes in like the 30s, in the 30 seasons, right? Like it was, mm -hmm. it was... Uh, healers versus hustlers versus whatever, um, whatever it was, or no collar, blue collar, white collar, and we did all kinds of different things. Do you think that that's over now? That that those themes are done, and we're just going to keep getting like seasons like this, like forty one and forty two, which it's are just waves. It's waves. 
I think Waves. we're going to get 10 seasons of this rapid version of Survivor where it's like 26 days or whatever. And you know what I mean? Well, like, I think because this is still so 41 and 42 are the, I guess, pandemic seasons, if we want to call them that. They were done on uh, in kind of different times and <laughs> gas leak season. They will have like the, the again, they, they did the winner there. They voted for the winner on site. So they're not going to do that live reveal in Los Angeles or wherever they did the, the finale, which they don't need. I, I hate the. I don't need the Los Angeles. Oh, look, everyone! I'm getting on a plane, or you know, yeah. just just do the vote there. I think it's better. To, I think I think it's fine to do the vote there for sure. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes after 42, uh, in particular. Will we get a condensed season? Will they do the vote there, or will they try to go back to that the old format of having an audience or not? Or uh, will we get themes again? Will we get uh, you know uh, gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal? You're a bronze medal. You'd like to be in third place. Um, Just act well, and the season take care of itself. You don't need to rely on these things. Yeah, well, that's true. That's I agree with that. I think like I would, you know, I know they're not going to do it for a long time, but I I enjoyed when the theme was like the place. You know, yeah, like it, it, <laughs> they it, go back to Fiji so much though. It's just they're they're in Fiji, so I get why it's just called a number at this point. You're in Fiji every single year. Um, I guess they, you know. they came, they, they, they gave up on like trying to sell the place to us. And they're just mm-hmm. like, you know, mostly people just want to see people shipwrecked on an Island playing survive this social game. And the, whether they're in right. China or whether they're in Guatemala, it doesn't really matter. It's like, you know, it becomes well. harder because like getting the gear, they don't know that they would have to learn the lay of the land and how it's going to be produced. So unless you're doing something where you're getting a visual experience, it's going to just translate to more viewers. Why even bother at this point? Right. I get why I understand. Like, and there's only so many places you can go in the world and they always want to be somewhere warm. And you know, I get it. I understand why it's the way it is, but uh, unless the place gives them like a, a, a tax break or something. Yeah. Like, I think like when you're dividing people by like, where what jobs they do or you know how old they are it's kind of at a certain point you can only do that so much you know it gets old just like the places get old you know right um okay and what else do we got coming up here with this season uh i i've run out of things to say wednesday's when the episode is so uh we'll see you all on wednesday what else does super mater brothers do Super Mater Brothers does coverage right now of uh, Big Brother Canada 10 with your moose. I don't have any moose sound bites yet, but uh, we just did we, the theme song, dude. Anyway, we thought there was going to be an episode tonight. We thought episode three would be tonight, but it's not. It's actually going to be tomorrow night. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are able to do that because um, I got the Enterprise podcast and I'm not sure what time. Tomorrow night I can't. I have to work. So. Okay. Uh, Jamil, are you free tomorrow night? I am free tomorrow night. Okay. If you want to, we can I, skip. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really not happy about this because they're gonna, they're gonna be. I think Mondays is gonna be 7 p.m. And like, come yeah, on. maybe we, maybe, I, I'm okay with skipping Monday if you want. Uh, and because uh, uh, if we're, we, we'll do what we can. We'll do what we can. Where we can. Just follow the socials. Follow us on Facebook. 
you'll see what will indicate when the next episode is. For yeah. Big so Brother big, uh, big brother Canada 10. Uh, we just finished up our coverage of celebrity big brother three from the U S version. And uh, not too long ago, we, we talked about survivor season 41. So if you want to check out all those uh, podcasts, go into our playlist, whether it be on YouTube or Facebook. Plus we, we cover other things that are not reality shows like movies and TV. Uh, most, most uh, recently we talked about uh, Ozark, uh, the beginning of that season. Uh, we also like to talk about Marvel and things like that, including MCU projects like Hawkeye moon Knight is coming up in the near future. Plus, um, all kinds of things. Westworld, Jeff. Mm-hmm. All it's coming back of, finally. All kinds of things on Super Made Brothers podcasting. So check out our different our different announcements. Things we're going to cover. Let us know if you want us to cover something, and we will uh, podcast about it. Uh, and we have two other channels. One is called Trivial Debates, a monthly show where we argue about movies, TV, sports in a game show format. Jeff Mater just competing most recently. Jamil Robinson. Also was competing and uh, going against Jody Simpson and Max Duda in that episode. We uh, did that on February 27th, 2022. You can listen to that over on Trivial Debates, uh, any one of our different channels over there. And uh, Live Long and Podcast is our Star Trek theme channel where we talk about Star Trek all the time. Monday nights, Star Trek Enterprise, going through all those episodes. Tomorrow night's episode is Shadows of Pajem, talking about uh, Captain Archer, Tussling around with some Vulcans and some Andorians. You want to hear about that? Check it out on Live Long and Podcast. Tuesday nights is Star Trek Deep Space Nine rewatch. We've been doing that for two years, going through every episode of Deep Space Nine one by one. We are up to season five now, and you can come in and uh, listen to that. This episode, um, this week, it's called, um, I forget what it's called, but it's the one where where Odo, uh, you know, kind of pulls everyone into like this, this the, the demons of his past. Right. Um, we get the I, old uh, Terok Nor story. The old Terok Nor story, as you would. Uh, the episode is called Things Past. Uh, it's a great episode of D-Space 9. Check that out. Jeff Mater will be talking about that with Davin Skillhorn and Jamil Robinson and the Millards over on Tuesday night. I won't be able mm-hmm. to make that one. And then next this Thursday, uh, we will be talking about both Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Discovery as they both have new episodes coming out. In the case of Picard, it will be uh, season two, episode two. That will be covered by Jody Simpson and Davin Skillhorn. And then on the other side, I'll be doing the Star Trek Discovery uh, with uh, Ashley Millard and Michael Chan. And Adam Woodward, I believe, will be going to the Picard podcast. But, you know, it's always kind of up in the air. So we'll see what he does. I might chop in on those every now and again, too. That, I did. You know what? I was impressed with the second half of that Picard episode. Uh, First half, you, not as much. But second half was good. I, I I I liked it. It was kind of a mixed bag on uh, on the newest episode. Um, uh, but J- Jody and and Davin friggin' loved it, and so did Adam Woodward. So there's definitely a lot of excitement in the Star Trek community about Picard, and I think what Discovery is doing is very interesting as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh Michael Chan's own is on. Yes, Discovery owns Michael Chan's own. Discovery is on Michael Chan. And yes. in case you didn't know, we also do a thing called Star Trek Radio Theater here on Live or over on Live Long and Podcast wherever we can. Last night we did a new recording for our newest episode. Uh, it was uh, the episode Hiding Q from Next Generation's first season. Uh, the tenth episode. Uh, I was playing Picard last night. We had Jody Simpson playing Q, and we had uh, Steve Shives from his YouTube channel uh, called Steve Shives coming over to play Commander Riker, beardless Commander Riker, tempted with the powers of the Q. We had Discovery Zone, Michael Chan playing Commander Data, if he was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then we had Jessica Chan playing Lieutenant Yar, if she was who was she? She was like the the, the angry hockey player. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then Jeff was Jordy LaFord. We had Mott as Worf, which was funny. 
uh, we had Jane Mater as Crusher. We had uh, uh, Kevin Millard as everyone's most hated uh, member of the crew, Wesley Crusher, and at least the first season, Wesley Crusher. Um, anyway, so it was Ashley Millard as our narrator, of course, and it was a great episode. Really had fun. Can't wait to put out the uh, the final product of that. Check that live version out if you have not already. And we will be doing for First Contact in April. We're going to be doing the episode Darmok, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Oh, so for, for anyway. First Contact Day, we're doing Darmok. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good because uh, it's a first. It's kind of a first contact. It is. It's like a second. Okay. Contact, also, yeah, anyway. we need to talk about. Let's talk about fighting games. A podcast done by my son Eamon Mater under his alias Sam Jerka. I don't know if you know, but they they talk about Biken. They talk about Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighter Z, and they talk about um, uh, Street, Street Fighter, Fighter and stuff like that. And if you want to know about those games, you want to hear about video games, go over and check out Eamon Mater's podcast. He does under his alias Sam Jerka with Sonic Smash Bros. Seth and Paranoia. Check it out. What, also, what number of Street Fighter are they on? Or do you know uh, which Street Fighter? Street Fighter 5? One more, one more. One more. Six? One more. Yes. Okay. Seven? Seven? I don't know. No, six. I'm not, six. I'm not on that show. I just know it exists. And when so, are you going to guest um, star on the show? We need to, we, I'll let him know. I got, we got, got some guests going on, Eamon. Um, also, check out a, our Davin Skelhorn's podcast. He's got Locutors of Trek, his own Star Trek podcast. So there's all kinds of things. He does trivia, he does debates, he does all kinds of different segments, writer room segments. He's got a lot of imagination going on there at Locutors of Trek and X Men, the animated series, X rated. Every, every Tuesday, he talks about a new uh, one of the episodes of Star Trek, or not Star Trek, X Men, the animated series. Uh, I was on to talk about. Um, uh, till death do us part part one till death do us part part and, one and and this and tuesday I'm, I'm gonna be on for part two part two which i also did watch uh last week well i just watched both of them so uh have a lot of fun talk i'm sure you will you'll be on there with andre and davin this tuesday before dc's night at nine ish so uh all kinds of great podcasts going on i think we mentioned everybody all right let's oh let, michael let's, chan's uh, one yeah and Michael Chan's got the Hellbound podcast with uh, Alex Blackburn every Wednesday. Now you got everyone. I got everyone. Okay. Uh, then we are going to go out here. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday to talk about the premiere of Survivor 42. And on that note, let's go out with some Jeff Probst. Okay. Come on. Here we go. To me, it's about this. What happens when you put a group of people and force them to live together in a jungle, a real jungle? and rely on each other it's amazing it's amazing oh thank you